In this episode, we get rid of good and bad foods. It's not what you think. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to the Sea and Land Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Sano, um, Masters of Science from the University of Florida in Applied Physiology and Kinesiology. I could start doing that now because uh, as of August 11th, I got my master's, so hua hua. Um, go Honey Badgers. Um, this podcast, one, welcome to the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by, of course, Sea and Land Fitness. Uh, go on over to the website, www.sandlfit.com, and pick up some merchandise and see what we can do for you. A little more about that at the end of the podcast. Um, but. If this is your first time checking us out, hit the uh, like and subscribe button if you're watching us on YouTube. And if you are listening to us and it's not on your favorite um, hosting site, I guess, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google, uh, Google Play, I think it is, Amazon, and um, what's the other one? Spotify. Yes, the big one. Yeah, don't forget that one. All right, so... Yes, as of last ap episode, um, I told you guys I graduated the Wednesday after, which was this past Wednesday. I got to uh, go onto the website and um, take a take a screenshot of my uh, of my degree awarded little page. So I I really really have it, and uh, it's on my LinkedIn. So. If you want to reach out to me through LinkedIn and see that, um, it's also got all my certifications on it. Um, I'm, I'm a lifeguard. If you can believe that I'm also a lifeguard. I love to swim. Um, I'm a baseball freak. Uh, I throw the pigskin in the backyard with my son, but I, I'm also a swimmer. I, I try to do as much as I can. Um, all right. So. This is a very important episode. Let me take a sip of coffee. Peter Madeira, this is for you. So this is a very important episode. This episode is going to create a bridge for some of you. Like for me, and and this was probably even prior to um, my time in, in, in the program that I got into, um, and I'm going to do a special episode on that program because I think it'll be helpful for a lot of people. It's one of those fundamental degrees that if you get one, you'll always have an inordinate amount of knowledge. But one of the things that, um, didn't really come up too much in the degree, it touched on it and some of the certifications touch on it too, but the bridge between physiology and nutrition and uh psychology so what do we mean by that that's a big thing what's the bridge between physiology slash slash nutrition and psychology um 
Well, it lives in the world of marketing and social media. Sorry, uh, more coffee. Wanted some coffee, and there were little coffee grounds in it. So whatever, I think I'll live. Um, so, in the culture that we live in today, in in the in the world that we live in today, this social media digital world, and the social world that we live in today, we do this thing called. Uh, so so we do this thing called moralization. Moralization has its roots in anthropomorphization, um, which is a very huge word for making things that are not human feel human. Um, an example of that, a weird example of that is how we, uh, so let's say you're you're making toast and you spill toast and the Virgin Mary you spill toast and and coffee falls on it and the stain makes <laughs> the shape of the Virgin Mary, um, which would be hilarious to me because I'm Jewish, um, but whatever. So our seeing that is the brain anthropomorphizing anthropomorphizing. That's not an easy word to say. Try saying that three times fast anthropomorphizing um and i'm probably saying it wrong uh what we see we're looking for a pattern we're trying to make it recognizable and our brain is keyed to see human faces so because of that we also do another thing with inanimate objects that keys into that psychology and that is moralizing so we moralize everything um Let's, uh, I'm not going to use an analogy for that. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump right into that. So we right now are going through this food revolution where carbohydrates are bad. Carbohydrates are a negative thing. So this is one of the problems that I have with, 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 uh, with modern psychology as it sits right now, because modern psychology uses a term that I don't really like and it's um negative affect negative mood and and its use of the term negative is not the scientific use of the word negative it is the moralized use of the word negative all right let me break that down a little bit more and have another sip of coffee. I'm on a roll, and when I get on a roll, my uh, my uh, my throat dries up. So, uh, from all that yammering, um, so think about it. So, the scientific values for positive and negative are the plus sign and the negative sign, and something is positive when it has a plus sign and something is negative when it has a negative sign. You see this on your thermostat. Um, when things go below zero, if you're on a Celsius uh, thermometer, uh, it is negative. If it goes above zero, it's positive. It's the same with math. So one of the things that they have to explain to science majors uh, specifically when they get to college is that it, it, and a lot of times it's in high school as well but 
they have to explain that positive doesn't necessarily mean good and negative doesn't necessarily mean bad. That actually comes up in some of our um, some of our courses at a master's level. You have to explain this stuff because positive and negative are used so often in the um, in in the in the world and in the media as meaning moralistic versus meaning scientific. But so why do I bring all this up? Because <clears throat> positive, as you imagine, means good. And negative means in psychology, bad. So if we have negative uh, feelings, we have negative mood. Um, from a scientific perspective, they could be taking us away from a zero neutral mood state. Um, but nine times out of 10, that's not what it means. Nine times out of 10, it means um, a moralized, good feeling, joy, uh, happiness, or a negative feeling. Uh, feeling or mood, uh, depression, anger versus the zero, the neutral, I have no feelings on it whatsoever. So why is all of this important when it comes to food? It's important because we have amazing foods that are out there that are being called negative or bad foods. You know, I have a uh, a book that I got. It's a really great resource, and it's uh, "Good Foods and Bad Foods" is is basically um, the title. I'm not going to give you the title because I don't want to jam up the book. Uh, maybe later I'll give it when I'm talking about nutrition. But I don't want to stigmatize the author for their choice of the words. But we have bad foods, like right now with the keto craze that's going on and what it, it basically, you know, the prior was the, uh, the, uh, what do we call it? The Atkins diet and the paleo diet. And these were, these were protein intensive, meat intensive, uh, diets that moralized that carbohydrates were bad for the body. They had a negative impact on the body. It depends on what you're trying to do with the body. You know what I mean? Um, if you are trying to reduce and go into a uh, negative balance on carbohydrates, then yes, it would have a positive influence scientifically on taking it into negative territory, but that's not what they're using it for. That's not their rationale for using it for, uh, to tell you, they're trying to scare you away from eating a specific type of food. And nine times out of 10, the science and justification is hogwash and not backed up by science. Um, so what is the reason for, me doing this podcast and what is the reason for me doing this specific episode in this podcast so I can give you good information so I can give you good data 
so that I can hopefully help you look at health, fitness, performance in a way that will have, I am moralizing, a positive impact on your life, okay? <clears throat> a good impact on your life. I tend, and now I'm going to be actually super conscious of it, to not use the word positive when I'm speaking about something, unless I'm using it in a scientific context. And I challenge you guys to do that. Can you do that? Can you not use the word that's a good food or that's a bad food? Now, if you use it as a describer of the type, so what do I mean by that? So don't say that's a good food. Say that's a good source of protein. That's a good source of sodium. Oh, I just said the dangerous word, a good source of sodium. Yes, that's my point. Sodium has been looked at as this negative, negative, negative. Okay, this bad thing that you're not supposed to eat not supposed to consume. But how many people are watching their sodium intake, not eating French fries from McDonald's, but drink a Gatorade thinking they're acting in a healthy manner? Surprise, surprise, you are working in a healthy manner, but you're defeating whatever your goal is. So sodium super important. It's... um super important for action potentials. It's super important for a ton of stuff that goes on within the nervous system, a ton of stuff that goes on at the metabolic and cellular level. You need salt. You need sodium. Ironically, and I'm going to get in trouble for this. Ironically, so you know you have these things called recommended daily allowances and stuff. Well, for vitamins and minerals, you have what are called upper limits, Okay, there is absolutely no upper limit for sodium. We do know the effects of too much sodium will basically suck all the water out of you. Not good. Um, and this is the primary mechanism that all of those. Well, one of the one of the mechanisms with cardiac uh, related sodium issues. But um, I'm not going to go too deep into that because that's just a whole thing and I'm going to get people going, whoa, what are you talking about? But you do need sodium. You need sodium so that your, pew, 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 your neurons can fire and transfer signals from one neuron to the next neuron so that you can move your body through space. Oh, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm doing a robot. Anyways, my point is Sodium is good. Sodium is needed. Sodium is required. I just use good. I just moralized. I'm a piece of crap. What am I going to do? But sodium is required and can have and will have, if used appropriately, a positive impact on your physiology. Uh, water. Water. Everyone talks about hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. 
But too much water can have a negative impact. You can flood your cells. You can create what's called hyponatremia, which is when you uh, you basically have too much water in your blood solution. You know what I mean? The blood that's going through your veins, there's too much water in it. There's too much water in the plasma. Um, there are a ton of things, and I'm going to go over a couple. I guess I should go over a couple. Here, sip of coffee. Um, calcium. Milk. Milk is consistently... Oh, dairy. We 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 went through this. I, for some of you, you're, I'm going to mention this, and you're going to go, "Oh yeah, that's right. It was bad. Remember, everyone was lactose intolerant. Everyone. It was on the news. The new danger, the bad food, milk, milk products. Chocolate milk is one of the best recovery drinks that you can use. Why? Because it is a good source of protein. It's a good source of calcium. It's also a good source of carbohydrates from the chocolate. So those are the two th that those are a couple of things you need. Those are a couple of things that your body requires and that are going to be depleted after a workout. You're buying, you know, post workout mix and making sure you got this awesome super thing this fuel type of you know supplement shaker bottle thing no go to the gas station buy a single serving chocolate milk you will do your body wonders uh, your everything you need all the food is 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 just out there to be used by the body it is neither good nor bad Fats. Fats were seen as this super, super, super bad thing. Okay. Um, saturated fat. Ansel, I think, was the guy. I'm probably getting him wrong. But he was on the cover of Time Magazine in the 60s. I think it was 61. Uh, he was the one who did the seven countries study when there were actually, I think, 22 countries. He only took the data from seven. And said that saturated fats were bad. Bad! No, you need some saturated fats. You need some unsaturated fats. You need all of these things. So your body can, in the stomach and digestive tract, play with the chemistry set that exists within your body. So that it can break down all of these molecules into their little constituent components and give your body the things that it needs. I will say this about fats. Fats are not bad because fat is needed. Oh, we're going back to it. Neurons. We have these things called myelin sheaths. So I'm going to I'm going to simplify this really 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 basically. So a neuron it has this head and then it's got this really long tail and off of the head these little spindles and this long tail and at the bottom of the tail it connects to another neuron and it sends an electrical signal along it now in order to insulate that neuron and ensure that the electrical signal 
gets all the way down to that nub that connects to the next neuron, we have these things called myelin sheaths that wrap around. You know what they're made of? Are you ready? They're made of fat. So you need fat so that your body can take it and use it. It's not bad. The difficulty with fat comes in that it is calorie dense. What do I mean by that? That means you can have a one gram of carbohydrate, one gram of protein, which is, what is that? That's eight calories total. And one gram of fat is nine calories. So you can have two macronutrients for the price of one. So you do need fat, but you got to watch it. You got to minimize that fat, in my opinion. That's my opinion. That's my academic and professional opinion, that you should reduce that fat so that you're not taking in too many calories. You do need calories, but not too many calories. Now, hold on one sec. We have... Now I'm going to step into something specifically psychology related, and that is eating disorders. So eating disorders, not on the whole, but in, in a number of instances, take not just the individual foods that are bad, but also the entire macronutrient spectrum and says calories are bad. No, no, no. Calories are not bad. Calories are required in order to move this brain that's inside this skull through space. That's the whole reason for the human body. Isn't that crazy? When you really sit down and think about it, the only reason for the human body is as a locomotive vehicle, super science talk, a locomotive vehicle for transporting the brain through space for experience. That's it. That's it. I'm talking into a video camera right now, and the tripod, its only purpose is to hold that camera in place to record experiences. Our brains are the same thing. It's crazy. And work comes, if you think about it, why do we go to work every day? We go to work every day so that we can get compensated, so that we can go out and get sustenance for the body to move our brain through space. It's all about the brain. It's all about the brain, baby. Um, I just like that. I just brought all those things together is either the most enlightening moment or it is the biggest example of mad scientist syndrome. So <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. So there is nothing. We've got to stop. We have to stop moralizing. We have to start looking at food as a needed thing, as a necessity. If we can start looking 
at I, I don't want to take emotion out of it because I enjoy food. So last night, hold on one second. Last night I made tacos for my son and he loves them and he loves them a specific way and that brings joy to him. So there can be emotion in food. We just have to look at the numbers. We have to look at the data. If we start looking at the data, we can start to become more comfortable. We can start to become more understanding of what our requirements are. We can start thinking about what our body is telling us and what our brain is telling us in terms of what we need in our bodies. So I am, I don't know how, I'm really in tune with what my body needs. There are, I know that if I start craving pizza, which I'm going to do a whole episode on pizza, freaking love pizza. I know if my body starts craving pizza, I either need carbohydrates or whatever that topping is. And the primacy, the more important, the more drawn I am to the specific type of pizza tells me exactly what I'm looking for. So um, if it's a meat pizza, my brain is like, oh, yeah, I want that. I want that. So it, it, and, and usually certain types of meat I only eat on pizza. I'm not going to go into it because I don't want you guys to just tear me apart for my food choices, whatever. Um, hold on <laughs> one second, sip of coffee. But I know that my body is craving a specific type of food. If it's just pizza in general, nine times out of 10, I need some carbs. And so I just go get a slice of pizza. Why? Because it interrupts the signal, so to speak. And that science talk for, you know, fixes the problem. If I'm craving steak and eggs, which I probably have that three times a week, um, I buy nice thin steaks at either Sam's or Walmart because they have really good prices and really good cuts. Um, and I do, I eat two eggs. And for those of you who are thinking, Oh, eggs are bad cholesterol. That's, we're going to have another entire episode on cholesterol. Eggs are great little power pockets of nutrition. If you like eggs, eat them. Um, I actually watched this amazing video where they talked about how Japanese cuisine undercooks the egg. And they did a study and the amount of nutrients in the egg. Uh, it, 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 over time as you cook, they say that there's a reduction in nutrient value, which I don't know 100%. I'm going to have to look into that. But they said the more runny the egg, um, the more nutritious the egg in, in the video. I'm going to get the data on it. Uh, but I like, I make this power bowl, um, which is 
in essence, it's Filipino breakfast where it's rice, half a can of tuna and two eggs over easy with some soy sauce. And, uh, I even put teriyaki sauce in there, a little bit of teriyaki sauce and, uh, sriracha mayo and, and sesame seeds. It's, it's phenomenal, but they are little power uh, factories of uh, little power pockets of nutrients. I, I can't find the right words for it, but they're awesome. I love eggs. My point is all foods have value. All foods are good. Be careful of Franken constructed processed foods. They tend to have chemical. They tend to have molecules that the body has difficulty breaking down. But overall, you can still get some nutritional value. It just won't have as much value. More natural sources of food. And I don't mean organic. I mean just going to the produce aisle, going to the meat department, going to the dairy aisle. More um, uh, natural sources tend to have nutrient, we'll call them clusters, okay? Uh, where you can get a a more than one, two to three, maybe, sometimes even, you know, like a cornucopia of nutrients all in one tiny package. Like an egg. What? Um, like a steak. What? So, yeah. So that's my big spiel on moralization. I hope it was more than just a rant. What I'd like you to do is I'd like you to just start looking at the labels and start dissecting what you eat and start removing the emotional don't remove the emotional connection to taste that's important but remove the emotional attachment to what it's going to do to you wow don't think about what it's going to do to you think about what it's going to do for you and that will help you make good <laughs> moralized food choices um and that's it that's all i got for you guys that's it that is my spiel on the moralization of foods listen to your body make uh make choices that look at what this food can do for you uh rather than to you and you will have a better outlook on a better psychological approach to eating. Um, yeah, hey, that's, like I said, that's all I got for you this episode. Head on over to Sea and Land Fitness, our website, www.sandlfit.com, S-N-L-Fit, it should be up in the corner, .com. Um, and check out what we've got. We've got hats. We've got shirts. I'm not wearing one today. Uh, we've got these little things which deal with my uh, an upcoming book that I'm working on, Want and Fear. Um, and Directional Motivation Theory. So go over, check that out. Um, what else do I have on the website? <laughs> I offer consulting, um, sports psychology consulting, uh, sport, 
performance psychology. It's called something. I'm really just whatever. I got it. Go to the website. Check it out. <laughs> I can also help you out with uh, with fitness programs. I'm a a, a NSCA TSAC tactical strength and conditioning uh, facilitator, which is just a tactical strength coach. So, if you have any questions about that, you can reach out to me through the website. And we also have our tier three fitness program for individuals who want to go into the military or become military fit. All right. That's everything. Go honey badgers. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.